All right, well, welcome everybody. Uh, we're excited to announce our signing class of the 2022, um, 2022 early signing period. Um, we've signed 19 players. We're really excited about the, the, uh, the, the various groups and talent that we see in this group, in, in this signing class, and really excited about the speed as well. So uh, there's, there's a number of players that are um, going to be contributors and can compete for starting spots right away. And there's others that are, uh, you know, we're going to see in the future after missions, which is not, uh, it's not too, uh, it's not too, it's not new to what we do here with our program. So um, also want to, I have, I have uh, A-Rod, Ed Lamb and, and uh, E are here with me to answer any questions you guys may have, but want to, before we do that, just want to express our, our gratitude and appreciation to everyone that allowed this to happen with the signing class, the families of the, for the recruits for trusting us with, with their, with their uh, sons. And uh, we're looking forward to, to our, that relationship with them. Also want to thank everybody that was involved in, in the recruiting process, um, their coaches and, and uh, their administrators at, administrators at their school. Also want to thank uh, our, our university, our, our administration. I, I know that our, uh, uh, the leaders in our administration, upper campus with Kevin Worthen and, and uh, Keith Working being available for our, for our recruits on, the, on their trips. Also, uh, a number of staff and faculty, um, professors at the school being able to be there for our, for our recruits and answer any questions they may have. And so, um, and finally, want to thank our players for uh, being great ambassadors for our program and and uh, connecting with these young men and, and, and making sure that they're a great fit for us and uh, kind of being being a good uh, sounding board to any of the questions that our, our uh, recruits may have with, within the culture of the team and, and how we do things. And so uh, we're looking forward to, to seeing these guys. I mean, that's the, the game is that, uh, you know, we, we feel like we can add, add depth and provide talent and, and, and add on the talent part of it. And, there's tons of guys here that, that are physical and have, have a lot of skill. Um, and so we're looking forward to, to, to getting in, them in, into our, our campus and working with our, uh, with our strength conditioning group and everybody that we have uh, available to, to make sure that they're the best uh, student athlete we can get. Um, well, finally, I also want to thank our, our support staff and their hard work, uh, John Swift, our DFO, and Jack Demoney that, that works with all our, our relations and um, finally Jason IU does a great job uh, with our recruiting and, and handles a lot of, I mean, he does a lot of things for our, for our recruits and, and for our student athletes. So thankful for them too. So any questions you guys may have, you just ask uh, specifically and I'll hand the mic over. Hey coach, thanks. If you're joining us late, we'll take um, one question at a time per person. And then if you direct it specifically to an individual coach, and then if we have additional time, we need to try to wrap up at about five minutes too. So if we have additional time, we'll um, go around a second time. We'll start with Jared Lloyd and then Alex. Lonnie, this recruiting class is almost exclusively from Utah, a couple of guys from outside, but, but very Utah heavy. Is, is the, the, the talent in Utah just increasing where that fills the needs that you guys are looking at? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing we're going to do is look close to home. And, and um, uh, you know, a big part of that is us being able to run camps this summer and, and see the guys, uh, you know, before the second class before was just more of evaluation. That was all done without, um, during the pandemic, without really doing the official visits. So 
uh, we got on it early with these guys. I mean, I, I have to thank our staff and our, our coaches for, 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 you know, recruiting and evaluating our players and then being able to just make that connection with them and their families. A, a good number of this of this uh, class uh, committed early. So um, this happens that they, a good number of them came from the state of Utah. And I think we're always going to look close to home first and then branch out from there. And we're still looking to sign, um, you know, uh, still – a number of players that are out there, specifically in the defensive backfield, we're looking to sign as well. So we have another signing day. But I think at BYU, our, our bigger signing period is going to be the early signing one in December. Then we'll uh, we'll still work throughout the year. You saw what happened last year. We still work throughout the year in recruiting and trying to get uh, the right individuals here that can fit and then fill our needs, but also fit our program and, and give us the, the depth that we need. So, by the way, we're looking all a little bit rough. We just got done with practice. So... Uh, I'm speaking for myself. These guys look great all the time, especially Ron. <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. Coach, you had a few players um, signed with BYU today that had previously been committed elsewhere um, throughout, you know, the recruitment for for whatever reason. When when there's a player that you guys are recruiting that has already verbally committed somewhere else, and then they reopen their recruitment. What is the process like of trying to get that recruit actually to come to BYU and sign with you guys? I think the, the main thing is that we, we keep, uh, you know, a great relationship with them and their family. And so uh, when, this all, when it all comes down to it, the, the decision is going to be made for them to go where they feel like there's the best place for them. And we have a number of guys on our team that, that chose to go other places and came back here. You know, so I give credit to our coaches for having that great relationship with them. And then also being open to, to hearing what, you know, when someone wants to change and make a move to come here, uh, being open to, to make it work. And so um, I think the connection we, we have with, with the families makes it a lot easier to make that adjustment. Next, we'll take questions from Sean and then Jake. Kalani, you touched on, on speed a little bit in there. Actually, maybe I'll direct this one at A-Rod because you, Kalani touched on speed a little bit. Um, and how much faster you guys got. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking in particular, you brought in guys like Cody and Dom to really bolster kind of the, the perimeter, it sounds like, to get a lot faster. Was, was that just a, a big focus of this class, was trying to get those quick, agile guys to kind of liven up the attack, I guess? I wouldn't say it was more of a focus than it is in the past, but um, it just so happened that this year there were some really fast in-state guys in track. You know, there, there were some great track times last spring, and um, we were able to add several of those guys to our team. And so, um, you know, I, I can't remember a time in my coaching career where there were better track times uh, than last spring. Maybe, maybe there was, but I don't remember that. I don't remember a year that was better than that. And, you know, we were fortunate to add several of those guys that were running really good times to play receiver for us or, or you know, we'll see, we'll see where everybody ends up, what positions they're going to play, but really, really excited about it. My question is also for A-Rod. Aaron, there's no quarterback in this class, but I do know you guys added a quarterback in the transfer portal last summer. Is that kind of the trade-off as you did not take a quarterback so far in this class? Exactly. That was, uh, that was the idea. Yeah. Um, so we, we were able to, uh, get a quarterback in the portal. And so now we feel like we're full there unless, unless somebody chooses to go elsewhere, then we'll, you know, we'll always try to keep it full, but we're always looking for the best QBs we can get. And we're, 
That's, uh, that was one of the things that Claudia and I agreed on when he hired me was we're going to keep that room as full as we can with the best quarterbacks we can find. And then the competition just brings the best out of it. Let's take questions now from Mitch and then um, Jay. This question's for Kalani. Uh, Kalani, we're seeing a lot in college football, a lot of programs holding off on signing uh, high school players to land transfer portal prospects. How many spots maybe in the February period or, or spring uh, do you plan on leaving open for potential transfer portal additions? Um, I don't know. I, I'm not tied down to a number, so I know there's a limit, but we're going to try to get the, uh, the team to be as, as uh, developed as possible. And so if that means adding certain players, I, I don't know if we'll make a, a great living off of the portal, but we, we know that if they're going to come here, they're probably going to contribute right away. And if you look at the the players that have uh, gone to the portal and transferred here, it's a good, uh, I mean, as far as the percentage of those guys contributing and playing, we have a good track record right now. So that's what it comes down to. But I don't think we're going to make a statement on how many – we're looking to keep open for transfer portal guys. But I, I, I know one thing in the recruiting process, we want to get it right the first time. So we want to, don't want someone to think that they can just go somewhere and then just turn around and make BYU as the, the, the destination if it doesn't work out. So uh, I think we do our, our job as recruiters and as a coaching staff and make sure that we get the right right young men here the first time. And that's, that's, that's the goal. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, that's, uh, sorry, I'm in the Atlanta airport, so I can't wear a mask and can't talk loud. But, Ed, uh, you've talked in the past about getting developmental-type players. Um, with the Big 12 folk coming on board, is that still the, the focus, or are you guys going after more already uh, game-ready players, I guess? Yeah, we always set out to get the most game-ready players that we can. I think there are certain positions at BYU that, that we have to look for what in the past we've called developmental. We feel like with our increased recruiting profile moving into the Big 12 that we'll probably be able to lean towards maybe upside more in recruiting than purely developmental. In the past, for example, some of our defensive backs, they've been, you know, they've been wide receivers in high school and, and quarterbacks. So Caleb Hayes was a quarterback and has developed into a really good defensive back for us. But you know, I think moving forward that we can get more guys who, who have more football experience on the defensive side of the ball, are more trained at the cornerback position, and still look for that upside. And we feel like that's really a, a hallmark of the way that we coach and, and an advantage that we have. Okay, let's go with Jared Lloyd and then Mitch. Lonnie, how has the NIL changes impacted recruiting? I don't think it's changed that much. I mean, we, we, we've done a, a good job of, of getting the right uh, players in here as walk-ons and giving them an opportunity to develop and even earn scholarships. And so um, I don't know if the NIL deals made that much of a difference as much as we want to just take care of them. That's, that's what it comes down to is that, that NIL, so that we had earlier in the year, was to take care of our walk-ons, not really the – uh, I think we have a good track record on how we develop the guys and the guys that fit our, our roster as walk-ons. Kalani, in your opening statement, you thanked a lot of people that helped go in or that put in a lot of work to, to put this recruiting class together. 
As part of your uh, extension, maybe improve resources going forward for the program in the future, will there be additional full-time recruiting staffers or analysts added to the program in the future? Is that part of the, the plan going forward? Yeah, there's, there's going to be added uh, staff, but I think everybody in, in the office is going to have to be involved in recruiting somehow. I don't think there's just going to be only these are the only recruiters. I mean, we have uh, that with our director of recruiting. That's that's uh, Jason IU. Everybody else has to be involved with recruiting. And, and but they, you know, we have to do a lot of other things too. But recruiting's got to be the emphasis for everybody that works in that building. Take a question now from Jake and then Alex. This question is probably for Aaron. Aaron, you guys are taking six offensive linemen in this class. Uh, I believe most of them are planning on going missions right away, but is, is this kind of the planning out process for you guys? You have to look two and three years down the road and say, okay, we need to bring in guys now so that way they can kind of fill these roles down the road. Yeah, we're, we're always just looking for the best offensive line we can find. Uh, I can't say exactly right now what the exact plans are, but a couple of these guys are going on missions. A couple of them are going to join us next fall. And um, there's a chance that maybe one of them joins us mid-year next, next you know, a year from now. So, um, but it's a really good group. I know that there's, there's some really good football players in that, in that offensive line class that we just signed and super excited about all of them. Coach, uh, to follow up on the, on the NIL question Jared asked earlier, um, the NCAA is, is kind of looking into the deal you guys have with the Built Bar company right now. Um, as somebody who really advocated for that, for, that, um, for that deal and was really positive about it, what was your reaction when you heard that the NCAA was looking at that? That's fine. We, we have nothing to hide. So it, it, we, we care about our players and, our, and our, that means our walk-ons as well. So if they want to question that, that's okay. We'll be, we'll be fine. Let's question now from Jay and then Jared. Uh, yeah, Coach E, I can't let you get away without asking or answering a question. What, what, what were your greatest needs on defense, and do you feel like you've, you found them? Yeah, we're the, the needs every single year is uh, really just to re- replace uh, you know, a, lot of, a lot of players that we ended up losing this last year. We lost a bunch of our COVID seniors, and, and that was a, a big majority of just the production. And so we have a lot of young kids that are playing now, but um, we're always going to want to have a, a good, healthy number of, of DBs playing for us. And so that's you know, continues to be a point of emphasis for us going into the second um, signing period of February. It's gonna, that'll still be our deal. But we feel good about the, the guys that we signed, feel good about the, the development potential. A lot of these kids that are in, end up going on missions or playing right away and and I uh, think that they'll continue to add to the depth that we have now with, with uh, so many of the young freshman kids that are playing for us right now. Okay, we'll take a question from Jared and then Mitch. Ed, let me grab you on this one. What do you enjoy most about this early signing day? And, and maybe the other side, what's, what's your least favorite part of, of this early signing day? I thought that was addressed a, a little bit earlier with the number of local guys. I think for uh, for only a handful of schools across the country, there are uh, you have a recruiting base, and BYU has one of the richest recruiting bases. We have some of these signees; they've got family traditions here. They're legacy guys. 
whether it's brothers, fathers, cousins, both that have played here. They might have grown up wearing BYU pajamas and cheering for the Cougars. And the chance to get them locked down early is critical for us. And, and we still have some work to do in the recruiting class to round it out. But I think we all enjoy, I think I, I can speak for our whole coaching staff and, and support staff as well involved in recruiting. We all enjoy getting to know those those BYU guys, those, those our kind of guys, those guys that are such great fits for us and what this program is built on and was before any of us came through here and, and still will be when we're long gone. This question is for, for Coach Tuiaki. Uh, Coach, I, I believe uh, Isaiah Moa is enrolling in January. Correct me if I'm wrong there, but uh, what type of impact can Isaiah potentially make uh, in the program year, year one and, and years to come? Yeah, he, he joins us in January. Um, we're excited, excited to get him early and, and get him into you know the program, play with the, with all the young players that we've got. But he's he's a he's a phenomenal player. I mean, he he played tight end, he can play receiver, he can play a bunch of different places. And because you get a uh, you know someone that's athletic like that, that's big and athletic, you can put him into a bunch of different roles. And so um, it'd be huge for him to be with us early, you know, to learn the different packages and to kind of move them around and, and uh, figure out where we could use them. But I'm um, certainly excited about getting getting a big athletic person like uh, like Ice. Ice is going to be a really good player for us. Next, we'll have a question from Jay Couch. Yeah, this might be, I guess, for a, I guess Aaron or Kalani. I want to ask you about the McKenzie twins. Obviously, you guys flipped them from Virginia. What played into that to get them to ultimately decide to come to BYU? I think Kalani pretty much answered that already when he just said we've kept good relationships with all our recruits, even guys you lose. If, if you recruit them the right way the first time, you work hard to earn their trust. You know, you don't win every battle, but sometimes guys come back around. And, and uh, you know, we we had a good relationship with, that, relationship with them from the start. And then when there was interest in, in coming back to us, it, it was pretty natural, you know, for us just to pick up where we left off. Uh, I was teammates with Brian and been great friends with their dad for a long, long time. I actually played against him in junior college, and then we came into BYU together. We, we, we showed up on the same day, mid-year. Uh, I think it was uh, January 96, and so that was uh, been friends for a long time, and that was a natural fit for them to switch back to us, I think. And then the same thing goes with Kalani and, and his relationship with the family as well and some of our other coaches. Okay, we'll take a question now from Mitch and then Alex. This is for Coach Roderick as well. Uh, Coach, what uh, do you like most about Cody's hey, Cody Hagan's game on the field and also uh, off the field as well? Well, he's, he has great speed. Start there. You know, great speed, documented track speed. Uh, and then he's just a very polished all-around football player. You don't, you know, you don't often find high school players who are so uh, polished and so ready to play. And he just does everything well. He's a good route runner. He's a, he's got great ball skills. He has great speed. He's, he's a tough kid, has great character and comes from a football family. Uh, you know, he's just really excited about him. And then he, and he plays in a program like corner Canyon where a high school program that produces college ready players. And so there's, 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 so much to like about him, and we're, we're fired up to have him join us. We've got time for a couple questions more, so we'll take one from Alex and then one from Jake. 
Um, I think either one of you guys can can answer this. I'm I'm curious. You know, in the in the recruiting conversation, you know, BYU has recent success, and you know, the Big Twelve is coming up, and there's you know, there's a lot of facets to the quote unquote pitch as to why a player should come to BYU. What do you think is the most underrated part of your pitch for players? Who wants that? <laughs> I volunteer Ed. <laughs> we, we recruit better than we look. I don't know. I'm to, I don't know how to answer that question. It's just, uh, I don't know if there's, a, I think that more than anything is just people getting to know uh, how, how it works here. And, and uh, that I don't know, I, I've said this before, you guys heard me say that this, this program will never be about one player. And then, um, so it's never going to be about one coach. Like, I don't want these recruits coming just because I'm the head coach. I want to come because we have a wonderful staff and a whole group of young men. And uh, this is a, a, a legitimate family. And so I want them to see the best part of our school. And that's that even includes people that are. Fox 13 News. Fox 13 doesn't know how to mute. By the way, we got some fast guys, and, and I should remind everybody that these 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 times that you see on the track times, that's actually the that's their junior year. So a lot of these guys are, are going to be faster than what we saw already on uh, the track times from last year. So I'm looking forward to see these guys run. All right, and my, I got the la- I guess the last question here for E uh, Coach Tuiaki wanted to ask you about the other three guys listed as defensive linemen for you: uh, Caden Chidester, if I pronounce his name correctly, Cooper Ross, as well as Brooks Jones. All three of them, to me, this is just my perception, seem to be developmental guys. Can you just kind of speak to how you found all three of them? Yeah, they all fit uh, fit the mold of what we're looking for. You, know, you want you want length. Um, you know, obviously, you want athleticism and. And you want tough kids that fit into hey, the program? Yeah. Just driving back to firehouse subs. I'll be right there. Okay. Hey, do you take, grab your laptop. I got the uh, door closed and lights on down there. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, coach. Sorry. Yeah. You know, there. All, all three of those kids were, were just uh, great fits for us. You know, as far as what we're looking for. Um, you know, all kids that made it to camp, so we can see them, see them in person, and um, you, you know, we feel like. Uh, to a certain degree, every single one of these kids that come uh, have a little bit of developing to do. You know, you normally don't get kids that are going to come in and just uh, you know light the world on fire, especially at the D line, O line positions. I mean, there's, they've got to uh, catch up to speed with the rest of the guys that are on, that are on uh, the team as far as just how strong they are and how developed they are. And so, um, every one of these kids just fit what we're looking for. But probably more importantly, was they fit uh, they, they fit into our locker room, and that's something that's really important to us. And, and uh, you know the, the players are a big part in recruiting them and and uh, making sure that you know they get feedback back to us when they come on official visits if they're the kids that, that are good kids that fit in the locker room and, and, uh, and so they're all good kids good kids that don't fit for us.